It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, Zach, I, I actually just finished crushing some chicken parm, and I am freaking ready to rock and roll. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes. Welcome on in to Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby, and it's everyone's favorite day of the week. It is a Ferg Friday. Justin Ferguson with the Auburn Observer. How are you, man? I'm doing all right. I finally joined the Discord. So I know it. That's and, the that's the big news of the week. And the I timing was it. hilarious because, like, right before you joined, somebody was talking about how, like, there was, Apple is so wonky right now, yeah. and somebody's app, like, every song that they had was, like, the Auburn Observer logo on it. Yeah, it was amazing. And so, uh, yeah, I got that comment on on something to the Observer, and I was like, all right, I have to go check this out. Uh-huh. And the funny thing is, you sent me an invite a long time ago, and it had already oh, It expired. had been months, and I didn't want to ask you again it for had been it. Mo- <laughs> yeah, it had been months, yeah. and I was like, I was like, oh, crap. And then uh, then I was like, oh, he tweet- he's tweeted it before, I'm sure. Sure. sure boom jump in and uh yeah it's been it's been pretty fun everybody everybody thought i was fake to start with which is kind of funny i thought it would be a pretty good bit if somebody was on there like pretending to be me um but no it's me it's really me uh, well, for those of you who are wondering in the discord it is actually me i am in there well there were a few accounts that was like i mean it was openly like fake but like jay ferg's burner or like not justin ferguson i'm like that's <laughs> hilarious so no we're uh, we're it. really pumped to have you in there so uh yeah and if you want to join it I will put the link to the Discord in the episode description down mm-hmm. below. But don't wait as long as I did. Do not delay. <laughs> I figured out how to make the uh, the link not expire anymore, though. There so that's you good. Go. There you go. You, if you do wait, you won't have the trouble at least. So that's good. Uh, <laughs> go ahead and jump in, though. The reason folks need to subscribe to the Auburn Observer is because there are very few places currently. Uh, in the Auburn sphere where you can go and I mean, you can learn stories at places, but when, when people read Justin's work at the Auburn observer and I'm serious, Justin, I'm not just saying this, you make your subscribers and your readers smarter and more intelligent and understand the game better. Your JT TJ, I always say JT. I don't know why (laughs) your TJ Finley story was awesome. I mean, the, 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 the deep dive that you did on all of his passing attempts that he did last year at LSU and his tendencies and his strengths and weaknesses, because a lot of people are just throwing stuff out there, right? It's like, well, he's big, so he can throw the ball a long way. And, you know, I think a lot of people just kind of assume that he's a mobile guy because of his frame. And I think, uh, I mean, you really just backed it all up with numbers and stats and analytics. So I don't want to give too much away, Justin, yeah. But what were the big picture takeaways? If you had to pick one or two things from your deep dive film study of Finley. Yeah. Well, first of all, I appreciate all the kind words. And sure. That's, and that's when you, when I hear somebody say, you know, I learned something you got smarter about reading this. That's all I want to do, man. People, you know, there are other people on this beat that do a really good job of breaking news and getting stuff up quick and yeah. writing the kind of news stuff. And and there's feature stories and, and and there's oh, depth yeah. chart analysis. Nathan and, King, Nathan King, Nathan King. I'll shout out Nathan King specifically. If you get let him sink his teeth into a feature, man, that dude does it better than anybody sure. on this beat. And so my thing is, is like I want to do stuff that's a little bit different, and that's that's my whole goal. So I appreciate I, I appreciate that, and uh, I'm of glad, course I'm glad other people are doing that. So 
My thing with TJ Finley is, um, man, he has got the tools. He has got uh, – he's a fit for this type of offense. But, man, he's young, and he makes some young mistakes. Um, but I think my big thing with TJ Finley, that first thing that jumps out of me on film, is this dude is – a he's got a cannon for an arm that's still working on its accuracy. But also, the man is fearless in the pocket, sometimes to a fault. He will sit in there and get absolutely rocked and keep throwing that thing. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, Bo Nix, people will say, tendency to bail out too quickly, you know? Sure. TJ Finley was under a ton of pressure last season, and he threw a lot of passes under pressure um, because he doesn't bail out. He just stands in there and and wings it. Is that Um, a coaching thing? He's been coached to say in the pocket, or it's a I'm 6'6", I'm invincible, no one can stop me kind of thing? I think it's a little bit of the I'm 6'6". Okay. I think you watch him kind of complete some of those throws. It's like, man, a normal quarterback ain't even going to try that. Right. Like, and he's he's got the arm strength and the frame, I think, to definitely do it. Um, um, the thing with Finley that stands out to me is that uh, when he gets his time to set his feet and drive the ball and really, really go all the way through it with his mechanics, um, he's great. He's a great quarterback. He Intermediate passes last year, those pro throws that we like to talk about, you didn't see a ton of them, the Gus Miles on offense. You should see a lot more of them in, uh, under Brian Harson and Mike Bobo. He's really good at him if you can give him some time. That's the big caveat. When he he is a rhythm thrower, and when you got him out of th- rhythm last season at LSU, he could get in some long streaks where nothing was going his way. And we saw that against Auburn specifically. Auburn fans did. Mm-hmm. Definitely saw it against AM and Alabama last year. So very young quarterback. He's got the tools. I think if he can continue to build up his um, short yardage accuracy, I think his deep ball accuracy is a little bit uh, overblown just because there were a lot of just one-on-one throw them up there kind of balls that he threw last season. Yeah. He can work on a short, uh, short range accuracy and touch on those throws and uh, you know, become a better decision maker like any young quarterback uh, can be. He's going to be a really good quarterback for Auburn in time. And I don't know if that's going to be later this fall or next season or the year after that. I don't know, but I mean, he's got the tools and he's going to be a really good fit for this offense. Do you think, Mm. Let me ask this a different way. What do you think the timeline for Auburn's quarterback position is over the next few guys? I mean, I think Bo's got two seasons left. Some people are saying this is his last one. He's going to go to the draft. I I think he's going to have two more seasons at Auburn. He would have to tear it up. (laughs) He would have to tear it up. Yeah, he'd have to prove that he changed. You're looking at a Joe Burrow, Zach Wilson type of season. You're right. Yeah, yeah. He'd have to prove that um, a lot of those tendencies are way behind him. But uh, so yeah, I think I think we got two seasons of Bo, and then I kind of think it's Finley, but it's going to be that Finley D Davis winner of that battle. Mm-hmm. You think, yeah. and then like, is there enough of a lag in eligibility between those guys and Gariner coming in? Like, yeah. I mean, is that that's kind of my question? Is yeah. is there enough distance between them from an eligibility standpoint, or well, is he going to want to play earlier? I'll put it this way, Zach. What you want to do when you are a big-time program in college football, you hear uh, you hear people talk about this all the time, especially those who deal with like roster management and stuff like that. You want to bring in a really good quarterback every year, and then just figure it out. Like you know, guys are going to leave. You only play one quarterback at the time. But look at it this way: Bonix, twenty nineteen kid. Um, Chow Garnett was a twenty twenty kid. You got a twenty twenty one kid in Demetrius Davis, and you got a twenty twenty two kid committed in Holden Gariner. Well, now Garnett's gone. You're replacing him with a dude in TJ Finley who is from that 2020 class. So you're back on the timeline. You're exact like he he fits that that eligibility need where boop, that's where you want him at right there. And so I think you know he's an upgrade in that in the fact that he has played. He's been through the fire at LSU and he's he's started several SEC games. He keeps you on track in that. And it's like yeah, between Finley and Davis, maybe even Garner, mm-hmm. 
we'll see what happens with Bo Nix and if he's able to hold on to this job and keep it for the next two seasons, as as we might think. Right. Somebody's going to leave. And I don't know who, is, who it's going to be, but somebody's going to leave because that's just the nature of the position. It's but D. I, Davis. But I, I think, think it's D. Davis. But, you know, the thing about Demetrius Davis is I think he's going to be an awesome quarterback somewhere. My whole thing, Me and too. I kind of have a little bit of this with Bo Nix. I have a little bit of this with Bo Nix. Oh. There's not, there's not a whole lot of experience with Brian Harson and Mike Bobo's scheme, they don't they have not had quarterbacks quite like those guys before. Because those dudes are mobile. Those dudes make plays on the runs or a little bit on the smaller end. These guys have experience with pocket passing quarterbacks. So it's not surprising that Finley is the guy they go get. And it's not surprising that they're, you know, they they kept on with Garner and have pushed Arn. And it looks like a good move because Garner's moving up the rankings right now. Um so I yeah, I I have questions about like long term, what's that fit look like? What is that, you know, scheme wise, how does that look? So makes a little bit of it makes a little bit of sense there but you you just get those guys and then you just see how it goes from there right um maybe the younger guys end up beating out the older guys maybe injuries happen maybe but you can't put all your eggs in one basket like you want to have those guys and and let them go and i think one of the best examples of that is keep in mind who else went after tj finley in this conference alabama that's what does alabama have Bryce Young. Yeah. They have Bryce Young, and they still wanted to go after this dude. And I think that's I think that's pretty telling. Let's continue this conversation about quarterbacks in just a moment, right here on Locked On Auburn. Today's show is brought to you by our friends at BetOnline.ag, the best place and fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track every single bit of the action at Bet Online. Also, NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, UFC is happening. Tons of stuff. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action by going to betonline.ag, and when you make your first deposit, use promo code LOCKEDON to get your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. So you mentioned that Harson and Bobo, they aren't used to having or really working with this mobile-style quarterback, which yep. I think people forget how athletic Bo Nix is. Very. Do you expect them, let's just assume Bo Nix wins the job. I think we both believe that will happen. Mm-hmm. If, or keeps the job, rather. If, do you think that they then call things differently because it's him? Or do they call what their normal offense is, what they're used to, and just like if he makes a play with his feet, it's all gravy? Yeah, I think I think they they mold it to whoever their starting quarterback is, and we saw a little bit of this, you know, it, during his during during the Boise State years. Um, he had some guys that were a little bit more mobile than others. He had some guys that were bigger than others. He had some guys that were really good, quick throw, you know, quick short arm game, and then he had some dudes that could just turn it loose and 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 were those powerful arms downfield. The best offensive minds are the ones that take their quarterback and say, "We're going to build this offense around what you're good at." And the the expansiveness of the Brian Harson slash Mike Bobo type of offense, that pro style scheme, is that there is enough for guys like Bo Nix and guys like Demetrius Davis in time that if they develop in this scheme, you they will find ways to utilize their gifts. 
Um, so I don't doubt that. It would it would just look different. One of the things that I have in my head about this is that if Bo Nix ends up holding on to the job, one of the things I'm interested in seeing this year for Bo Nix is that if he's good at moving and 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 getting him out on the run and, and letting him kind of work outside the pocket sometimes, I'm very curious to see. You might not see Bo Nix as much as a quote-unquote I'm running zone reads a ton like I did under Gus, like I did under, you know, did in high school. Curious to see design rollouts. Is that going to be something we're going to see a lot more of? Give him the option to where, hey, if it's not open, tuck that thing and go. That's more of that pro style, how you use a mobile quarterback, than necessarily we'll drop, we'll drive back and run the zone read. Now, they have run some of that in the past, depending yeah. on how quick their quarterback is. And so it's in the playbook. It's possible. But, uh, you know, I think I think that's the one I'm, I'm curious at. That play action, that play action uh, rollout game especially, I'm, I'm very curious because I think Bo could be a weapon in that. Um, you know, if he can kind of turn it loose. Yeah, and I, I think the the play-action rollout stuff is exciting because on one hand, like, I don't think Auburn has the offensive line to really do it from an athleticism standpoint, and maybe I'm wrong there, but they are going to have it from a running back standpoint where it's like yeah. if if you're faking, you know, what, whether it's a stretch or an outside zone one way with Tank Bigsby, like, you have to respect it. You and, have to. And, yeah. then, and then Bo Nix has the athleticism to, you know, kind of gain a step or two going the other mm-hmm. way if he needs to. And then I'm all about making college defenders make decisions over yep. and over and over again. And so if you're, you know, that, that weak side outside linebacker or a corner that's kind of, you know, got, you know, the, the outside thirds there are playing close to the line of scrimmage, all of a sudden then they have to decide, like, okay, do I step up? Do I give mm-hmm. them eight yards? Or, you know, do I is there somebody behind me? Do I need to turn around and look at them? And then Bo can cut it back if he needs to. Like, there are so many different things that you can do with that. And I love Bo Nix in that situation. Yeah. And, and, and I'm with you there with make make college defenders make decisions because that's ultimately what made the zone read and then later on the RPO such mm-hmm. the most dangerous play in football, especially if you give guys <laughs> – especially if you can let linemen go three yards downfield as opposed to the NFL where you only get one. Right. You know, make them make decisions. They are going to decide how this play is going to go, and that's something I'm, I'm really interested in seeing uh, from this offense moving forward because it is a pro-style offense. It is not a sexy – you know, put a ton of points on the board offense that we have seen kind of become the way to go in college football in recent years. But it's got some creativity. It's got some tweaks. Anybody who watched Boise State under Brian Harson, whether he was the offensive coordinator or when he was the head coach, knows they got a lot of tricks in their bag and they want to they want to attack defenses in a variety of ways, make you prepared for anything. It's like what you said earlier about about tank. I'm gonna run that, I'm gonna run that zone a little outside zone. I'm on that stretch play mm-hmm. and you're going to have to think about it whenever, you know, it, I might pull it back and let my quarterback take off with it. I might pull it back and let the quarterback hit a deep ball right over the top of me. So that's one of those things I'm really interested to see, you know, Bo Nix has a, has a good skill set. Um, he has a, a unique skill set, a very specific skill set to him. And I think this offense, this playbook is wide enough and expansive enough. And that MO for what they want to do strategically is, is big enough that they'll find ways to to get him uh, doing what he does best. You're listening to Locked on Auburn. Today's show brought to you by our friends at Built Bar, the best-tasting protein bar ever. They've got nine delicious flavors, and then they rotate special flavors. Uh, I got an email yesterday. I believe their limited-edition flavor now is orange. Aren't you glad that they have... Uh, all kinds of protein in these bars, very little calories, very little grams of sugar, hardly any net carbs. 
Uh, they all taste delicious. They taste like a candy bar, but it's good for you. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your first order. Use uh, promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, LOCKED15 for 15% off. That's at BuiltBar.com. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Justin, we've talked about some of the content that you have currently uh, at the Auburn Observer. Tell people how they can access it and subscribe and make it where they never miss any of the content that you're putting out. Yeah, auburnobserver.com. Sign up there. What you're going to do is you're going to type in auburnobserver.com. It's your first time there. It'll say... Put your email in. You put the email in, they'll send you an email to set, to give you further instructions on how to subscribe, but it'll also give you a shot. Just check out and see what we've got on the website early on. You see some of the headlines and stuff like that. Give you a taste of what we've got going on there. We also have a podcast that we do on the weekends um, that is free. Uh, myself and Painter Sharpless. I'm going to be out of the one this week, but we've got a pretty good guest lined up for that one. We're going to talk a lot of basketball this weekend uh, on the on the podcast, so you can check that out anywhere you listen to podcasts. And if you subscribe for $6 a month or $60 a year, we email you every single story we put up in every single podcast, and you get a bonus podcast once a week if you're a subscriber. Yeah, great stuff. Absolutely. Cannot recommend it enough. Yeah, you guys on Thursday put out a, a special podcast about the Lake Day photo. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it was a, a story, and we talked about it on Wednesday as well. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it, it's, I, I, a little inside baseball. I was like bullying uh, Auburn SID, basketball SID, Cody Vogue. I was like, well, that's, that photo has to come out because I need to write about it and I need to, I need, <laughs> we need to talk about it. And so, yeah, cyberbullying works. That's my MO, man. And uh, Bruce was kind enough to tweet it on, on Wednesday morning. It's a, unreal photo when you not only not only is it that you know, describe the photo it, for people uh, that don't know what we're talking about okay so bruce pearl tweeted out a photo of stretch akimbola and uh walker kessler standing on the same inner tube while they were out at lake martin last weekend <laughs> the interesting thing here stretch akimbola has got a plus plus wingspan he's already huge at 611 he sticks his arm straight out he looks like a seaplane um the other funny thing about it is is that walker kessler i mean remember like i said stretch akimbola large human being you can tell Walker Kessler is several inches taller than than stretching that it's photo, crazy. which is absurd. So yeah, it was pretty funny. I don't know how they pulled it off, but uh, two very large men. And I wrote a story, and we talked about it on the podcast about how this is going to be the biggest front court Auburn's ever had under Bruce Pearl, and he's trying to figure out how uh, to handle it. And for some inspiration, he is watching the Los Angeles Lakers to learn how to how to handle that. How about that? Yep. How about so that? You can check all that out of the Observer. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Um, what did uh, uh before I ask you what you have up today at auburnobserver.com, mm-hmm. uh, kind of a a topic that we've talked about a lot on the podcast and, and throughout the radio station as well. Noah asked me about it on his show, but um, yep. kind of predicting Auburn's first loss in 2021. I said Penn State. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael Pappas earlier earlier in the week said uh, Georgia. What are your thoughts? I, I lean towards Penn State. And the reason I lean towards Penn State is because Penn State's going to be a really good team. It is on the road. It's the first test. That Akron-Alabama State, you're going to learn a lot about Auburn in those first two games. But, like, this is the first real deal challenge. And we'll see what happens with Penn State at at that point. But, like, 
have a harder time thinking that Auburn's going to pull that one off um, just because of some of the experience differences and the fact that it is on, on the road. Um, I, I, yeah, I lean towards Penn State. Um, Pappas going with George is interesting because it's like, all right, that means you're going to win in Baton Rouge, huh? All right, let's do that then. Jay Ferg, I feel oddly confident about Auburn going to Baton Rouge and winning. We this talked year. about this a few weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah we, we talked did. about this yeah. a few weeks ago. And it's like, I'm with you. I understand it. It makes sense on paper, but also voodoo. Like, <laughs> voodoo is a real thing. <laughs> voodoo is a real thing. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I, th- I think it's Penn State, like, it, it wouldn't surprise me if Auburn went up there and won because I think they have the better football players talent wise, but the experience and the continuity means a lot, especially early in the season, first year head coach road game it's gonna be a wild environment i'm pretty sure that's gonna be penn state's first really big home game they've had since the pandemic mm-hmm. uh so so night game yeah i i yeah. lean towards that penn state one yeah yeah i'm there with you on tuesday charlie five came on and we ranked the seven transfers the seven additions that auburn had this offseason and ranked them from like who's gonna have the the smallest impact to the largest impact and we both yeah. had marcus harris towards the bottom um, you've mm-hmm. got a story that's when people are listening to this, you'll already have the story up. Um, what stands out about him to you? Do you think that that's ridiculous that we had him super low on that list, or no. do you do you do you think uh, do you, do you think he could be a, a really key piece for the defense? You know, maybe not this year, but down the road. I think he could be down the road. The thing with Marcus Harris is he's young. Uh, he's he's a you know last year was his redshirt freshman year. He is not. You know, he is not a natural. Well, I, I should I should take that back. He's a he showed some pass rushing ability at Park Crossing, but he didn't do any of it at Kansas. He's that three four end. You have Colby Wooden there, so I understand why. You know, you know some other guys. You're like, I understand why there might not be a lot of that with you know a ton of hype around him. Uh, but I like Marcus Harris, man. I watched him on film, and I, I came away pretty impressed. He is very athletic for his size. He's got, I mean, really really good come off the ball quickly kind of kind of game and you know when you can talk about how good Kansas's defense was and big 10 12 competition but I mean like put him against anybody if he is getting off the ball as quickly as he was doing at Kansas he was doing a good job of of pursuing guys in the backfield um I think he's gonna be a good weapon for Auburn in time I think he's a three four end and can kick inside when you go when you go to third downs and stuff like that but yeah I mean like the the safeties there's a bigger need there uh tony fair is an older guy uh tj finley uh obviously is the quarterback eku Leota, older guy kind of a position in need there so drake shud miller obviously you you bring in a dude like him for a reason so if you want to put harris towards the bottom of that list i get it but i, I think man in time he could be something somebody who who turns some heads and i and i've compared him a little bit i want to see how much this continues under at, at auburn He's a Montgomery kid, played park crossing. Uh, he was rated the number 1,950 overall product in the class of 2019 by the 247 Sports Composite. Had a great year last year as a redshirt freshman at Kansas. He might be the next in-state kid at Auburn on the defensive side of the ball that exceeds expectations. We've seen it with uh, Daniel Thomas. We've seen it with Roger McCreary, Nehemiah Pritchett to an extent, uh, Jordan Peters as well. I think Jeremiah Wright was getting on that on that, uh, on that that plane when, uh, when before he got hurt. These young kids that kind of got overlooked in state, and you get to build these relationships and these bridges. I think Marcus Harris is going to be a going to be a big pickup. I mean, this 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 new staff getting into Montgomery, getting a Montgomery area guys is, is pretty big. He got, he trains at Madhouse, which is the thing a place where Marlon Davidson trained, and a lot of Montgomery oh. guys have trained trained for a while. And like they are putting out 
you know, it's a facility where all these kids from the Montgomery area come in and train. They're putting out some real deal football products there. And so getting in in with that, when you bring in a former former product there and when he gets to come back home, that's going to be a pretty big pickup for Auburn long-term as well, uh, getting these in-state kids, and especially a place like Montgomery because I don't know if any of y'all have seen it. 2023, uh, Alabama, the Alabama, the talent level in Alabama in the class of 2023 is stupid. Good. Really? Um, it's It could be one of the best classes we've seen come through the state in a while. Okay. Interesting. That's something – Worth noting, absolutely. Justin, once again, where can people uh, where can people find all of your content? AuburnObserver.com. Follow me on Twitter, JFergusonAU. Like I said, at The Observer, $6 a month, $60 a year. We email everything straight into your inbox. Um, if we have more transfers in football or basketball, you'll get more breakdowns like this, but the Marcus Harris story is up uh, for any subscribers on Friday morning. Yeah, be sure to check that out and subscribe. Absolutely. We'll be back on Monday. I know a lot of you guys don't work on Monday. I don't work on Monday, but we will have a podcast up on Monday. So we'll see you then. This has been Locked on Auburn. The NCAA tournament is almost here. And listening to Locked on College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.